I purpose every day to make sure that I live up and live out the word that I preach about such that you can have confidence that when you hear from me, you have heard from God. Does that make sense? Praise the Lord. So, if you would, we're going to be talking about honoring your grace gift. Honoring your grace gift. If you would, just um, confess the word while Brother Ron is still flowing. I just, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that right there in Jesus' name. He could almost stay there and I'd, I'd go the whole, whole time. So say this with me. Heavenly Father, your word says, if I lack wisdom, I should ask you in faith without wavering and that you would give it liberally without fault finding. I ask now for that wisdom and I believe that I receive it. And I say with my Lord Jesus that I must be about my father's business. Thank you for giving me your insight into my kingdom success. In Jesus' name, I pray expecting. Amen. All right, one more confession. I am a believer of the word of God. I am an epistle of the spirit of God. I am a disciple of my man and woman of God. I am a finder of the destiny path of God for my life. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. We definitely want to honor our bishop, our father in the faith. In Jesus' name, that's a good place to clap. Um, I have been following on the steps of Bishop since about 1990. So uh, this is not my first ride at the rodeo. And um, from that time to this time, I have known him to be a man of courage, a man of consecration, and a man of godlike consistency of character. And it is that strength that I have come to draw from in my own life. And I have saw my life be transformed following in the shadow of greatness. Amen. Amen. I also want to honor El, uh, Dr. Sharice also. And, um, you know, Bishop, <laughs> hallelujah. I'm going to tell you because I was there before he got married. He was a little rougher back in the day. She smoothed him out. So they, they asked me, like, how long have you known him? I tell him about two to three B.C. That's before Dr. Sharice changed his life. And he did go Old Testament back in the day. He's a little smoother now. I'm just, shh, that's our secret. I also want to just acknowledge the elders and, of course, the site ministers. Thank you for supporting me. And, and um, I bring you greetings from my own darling bride, Lady Nedra. And... Um, from the New Generation family, hallelujah. We are still in the midst of our 23rd anniversary, or they would um, be here. My daughter um, went to New Generation without me under severe protest, because she really wanted to be in the house when I was ministering at DWO on my first time on a Sunday. So she said, Dad, I said, nevertheless, not your will, but your father's will be done. <laughs> so she brings uh, you greetings as well. 
and for my own mother and overseer, Apostle Ruby Johnson. I just want to make sure you guys know we love you. You do have family in Flint. We were definitely excited to uh, honor Bishop and all those that came down for our anniversary. Thank you for traveling to Flint in Jesus' name. I really appreciate you coming my way. And um, I know we're a little further, I mean, you know, we're further past DWO North. I mean, I mean, there's another North that's even further North than my, my darling sister, uh, Pastor Andrea. And when you pressed away, it's very important to us. And so we definitely appreciate it. All right. So you have all of my contact information there. It would do my heart good if you connect to our Facebook page, if you follow me on Twitter. Um, and um, we also have a mobile website. If you text NGHC, which is New Generation Holiness Center, to 54244, then you are able to connect uh, to us. And um, it would do my churches good if you're blessed by the word today to post a testimony on a Facebook page. It just our way of sharing with our congregation that we're working to change lives and, and carry out the vision of ministry well. Would you do that for me? Amen. Amen. Honoring your grace gift, I have four objectives for today. Thank you, thank you, uh, Minister Rahm. I have four objectives today that I want to uh, talk to you. I am excited about preaching on the east side. All right, all right, all right. Uh, you know, Minister Roy said you got to do it the right way. You got to do it the right way. You got to have some. You got to have because. He told me that Eastsiders have some swag. They have a little, they, you know, they, they, they say, but they kind of rough cut. If you catch them on the wrong day, they'll take you out. So he told me I had to come correct when I'm coming to the east side. Thank you. All right. Four objectives for you today. Number one, to make the case for biblical honor to the man and woman of God through spontaneous, systematic, and sacrificial financial gifts. Say spontaneous. Systematic, systematic and sacrificial. sacrificial number two to highlight heaven's reward system and supernatural supply for those who participate and partner with God in this process there is a supernatural element to this you do not honor the gift as if you're paying a bill right you have to recognize that there is a supernatural process that comes on you if you, per, if you exercise this process appropriately. But revelation is what causes that activation. All right? Number three, to illuminate for you heaven's harvest and reaping regimen on giving to your grace gift. I am a highly efficient reaper All right. Amen. of the grace that's on my father's life. If you know me now and you knew me then, you'll know I'm a different man than I was. Because there's grace on me. And so there's some things that the Lord has taught me over the years that I just want to share with you and that I'm confident will be a blessing to you. Number four, to motivate you to prepare as a household to give into your pastor and our bishop, believing God for supernatural manifestation of harvest. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. I see my dad walking in the door. I'm getting excited. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. So our scripture, Philippians chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. Hallelujah. <laughs> amen, amen. Philippians chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. Paul and Timothy, 
the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi with the overseers and deacons. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making my request for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Fellowship. In the uh, Amplified, that word there is translated sympathetic cooperation, contributions, and partnership. Woos translation calls it joint participation. All right? Verse 6, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Even as it is righteous for me to think this of you all, because you have me in your heart inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers of my grace. The Apostle Paul said that he was confident that when Jesus returns, that this congregation would have the exact character, the exact calling, and the exact kingdom contribution that God would be looking for. You mean that I can in advance practice principles that ensures that Jesus will say to me, well done, thou good and faithful servant, and not just, well? <laughs> Yes, there are. Why could the Apostle Paul make such a bold statement over this congregation? Well, verse 7 gives us the answer. It says, in three critical areas in his bonds, in the defense and the confirmation of the gospel, they were, watch this, joint participants in the grace. They were joint participants in the grace. It's the same word, partnership, but then you put this word in front of it, and it literally means that they were equal partners in the grace. All right. You mean to tell me that I have as much right to Bishop Jabert's apostolic grace as he does? Yes, that's exactly what I mean. We are not equal in rank but we are equal in the right to access the grace if I stay in relationship with the carrier of that grace. Yeah, yeah. I have a right to the grace on his life as long as my relationship with him stays, stays, stays good. See, I, I, I tell people I'm living, above my, I'm living above my grace level. I can't afford to get offended. Can we talk about it? I'm living too far above what I can do. I can't afford to be offended. It, it is not financially feasible for me to get an attitude with my bishop. I'm just telling you how I live. Great peace have they which love his law. Nothing shall by any means offend them. See, I, I, I'm living way above my grace level. I'm living too far above, so I can't come down and get into petty issues and let the devil stop my flow from coming. I have right to this grace. Why do I have right to this grace? Because Jesus did not give the grace to the bishop for the bishop. He gave the grace to the bishop for you and me. He ascended up on high. He took captivity captive. 
and he gave gifts to men. Philippians 1:19 says, for I know this, that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and supply the spirit of Jesus Christ. Now note this partnership is two-way. Their grace makes supply for you, but your prayer makes supply for them. It's partnership, right? We just talked about it being a joint participation. Everybody has a part to contribute. Don't just be on the take. You got to put some points on the board too. Does that make sense? So there is a piece of this that you have to contribute, but if you're doing your part and they're doing their part, then the grace flows in the body of Christ the way Jesus intends it to. All right. Going down to Philippians chapter 4, starting at verse 10. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be a base and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. Giving and receiving. I don't just want to make deposits. I want you to know how to make withdrawals. Okay? Yeah, you're going to make a deposit today. We're also going to teach you how to be efficient in your withdrawal system. Even if you put money in the bank, if you don't go after it the right way, you can't get it out. You got to have the right identification. You have to have the right documentation. You can't just show up with a gun, even though you got money in there and say, I want my money. Right? So there are, some, there are some principles that we can practice to be efficient in our receiving from the accounts that we make deposits in. All right, verse 16, for even in Thessalonica you send aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. You know, there is a balance in heaven with my name on it. And I'm just about to put some more points on the board. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a balance in heaven got my name on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's insured by something better than the FDIC. Heaven's, heaven's deposit insurance where no thief can break in and steal, no moth can rust can corrupt it. Oh yeah, heaven insures my deposits and they don't, they don't cap it out at a certain limit neither. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have an account up there. They know my name. Yeah, yeah, and I'm coming today to drop the load. Yeah. Verse 18, indeed I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God and my God. Yeah. Now don't, don't run past that. Right, right. The apostle that said my grace is now saying my God. What he's saying is that you'll receive, not at your level, but you're going to receive at my level. The grace that would, that, that would, remember, it was at Philippi where he was in prison and they heard the jailhouse rock. 
Remember where they sang praises at midnight? And they heard the jailhouse rock and the doors came open. So when he sang my bonds, he sang that grace, my God, that brought me out of problems, going to get you out of problems. That's why I love it when I hear my bishop say, I am 007. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so because I got, I got some, some money in that account, when I need a situation, I tell them I am 007 too. You know, now, now they talking about Edris Elbow being the next one. Finally, 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 we get a, 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 a black super action hero figure. Finally, finally, one of the good guys is a brother. And so there are some times when I just need that grace to be on me. And so when it says, my God, that says there's a grace and I have it available to me at his level, not at mine. My God. So supply all of your need, not according to what's in your accounts on earth. Not according to what you can see. I mean, you know, this is what I got, this is what you got, honey, honey, I'm looking at my account, I'm looking at your account, we're looking at our accounts. See, there's other accounts that you know not of. Remember when Jesus, or excuse me, when the prophet was saying, hey, there's more for us than there are for them. And he said, Lord, open their eyes. The angels didn't show up just because the servant could see them. They had already been there. So just because you can't see it in your physical account doesn't mean it's not there. You just need a man of God that can see further than you can see. You need somebody that can see when you can't see it. You need somebody who knows what you don't know, who's been where you've not been, and you need his grace to get on your life. That's the my God part. That's applying all your need according to his riches and glory by the anointing of Jesus that was in the grace that provided it. See, you know, there is a general anointing. I get all of that. I get all of that. I, I've been in church for more than a few days. But this isn't a general anointing scripture. See, this is a scripture that says, the anointing that got me out of problems, my bonds. The anointing that helps me to stand up as a defender of the faith. The anointing that produced the supernatural in my life and ministry because God confirms his word with signs following. That anointing come on you. So it's not a, a, general, a general all out in the atmosphere, Christ Jesus. It's the specific anointing that is on the grace gift that you just showed into. Right. That's where that text is in the context. So people who don't do those verses starting at 13 want to jump down right in the middle of nothing and quote verse 19 thinking it's going to work for them. I feel like that Geico commercial. That's not how that works. That's not how any of it works. That's not how that works. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 7 through 9. It says, did I commit sin in humbling myself that you might be exalted, being 
because I preached the gospel of God to you free of charge. I robbed other churches, taking wages from them to minister to you. And when I was present with you and in need, I was a burden to no one. For what I have lacked, the brethren who came from Macedonia, that's the same Philippian church, supplied. And in everything, I kept myself from being burdensome to you, and so I will keep myself. Now that almost sounds good, but let's look at the continuation of this thought. In 2 Corinthians 12 and 13. For what is it in which you are inferior to other churches? Except that I myself was not burdensome to you. Forgive me of this wrong. The Apostle Paul was telling the Corinthian church that they were inferior because they had not partaken of his grace through giving and receiving. They lacked some of what they needed to win in their challenges in life because there was grace that they left on the table. See, see, that's why if you have like mission churches, and then the home church sends all the money there for the ministry, that church will always be in need. See, see when, you have, when you have churches where, where, come help us. Can we talk about it? In Doma, there's some people that want y'all to bankroll them. In Doma, there's people that think your tithes and offerings should bail them out. They don't understand that that makes them an inferior church. I wish everybody that showed up at New Generation asking for a handout, I could tell them how to actually get a hand up by what they give, not by what they get. I don't have an inferiority complex. I'm not going to let somebody pimp me by making me only the receiver. See, I don't care how much need we got. We, we, we not a, a missing church like we can't do nothing. We can't sow nothing. No, my faith works just like my bishop's faith. And his grace is on me. y'all to bankroll them. That's not how that works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> Ephesians 4, 7, and 8. We talked about this in scripture, but, but just for the sake of completeness, you can read it. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he said, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Some definitions. Grace. My acrostic definition of grace is, it's God's redemptive ability that cancels errors. When we were dead in our trespasses and sins, God quickened us. By grace are you saved. But it's also God's redemptive ability that creates excellence in your future. I labor more abundantly than they all, not I, but the grace that's in me. Mm -hmm. 
Now, I got a handout, y'all. I should have said this up front. I meant to say it. I have a handout with all of my stuff so you can enjoy the message. The media team has it, and you'll get a handout with all of these definitions in them. Don't stress. Enjoy. All right? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay. When grace comes on me, I'm a superhero black action figure. See, when I was a kid, all of the superheroes was white. I ain't mad at nobody. I ain't mad at nobody. But I was a kid, I always wanted to, I, I wanted to be something besides the thug on TV. The gangster. Right? I mean, there was only one black superhero figure in, in the comics. It was the Green Lantern. And when they made the movie, they turned him white too. I mean, I'm just, I ain't mad at nobody. I mean, I was like, Lord, I mean, you know, Africa, there's a bunch of black people there, and Tarzan got to be white, for real, for real? I mean, but when grace comes on me. I'm a superhero. When grace comes on me, grace, grace makes me a metahuman. You ever watch The Flash, and they had this substance that makes them metahuman. They, they're humans, but they can do things that are beyond their humanity. Grace gives me things like that. It is a shape-shifting substance that makes me into whatever I need to be to win whatever battle I need to win. Honor, honor, holding the ordained in their necessary and orderly reverence. Honor is to recognize the humanity of your ministry gift, but receive from their divinity without dishonor, disrespect, or disobedience. What are you talking about, Pastor David? Divinity? Yes, Jesus ascended upon high. He took captivity captive and gave a measure of himself to these people. So I have to be able to look past the veil of their flesh and see the divine deposit that's in them. And then the way I receive that divine deposit, Jesus grades. He that receives you, receives me. That means he's grading. He that receives me, receives him that sent me. If you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you get their level of reward. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you have to decide at what level you want to plug in. Some people, they don't want to plug in high enough. They want to leave grace on the table. He's Brother Ben. He's Benny. They want to plug in. Now, if you plug in down there, there's grace up here, and you're just not going to get it. You can plug in down there. Because Jesus, Jesus actually gave you levels. He said you can plug in at the level of a, a prophet, a righteous man, or just somebody trying to be saved, a disciple. He actually gave you levels and, and said, you decide where you want to plug in. But if you plug in down there, there's grace up here that you'll never get. And when you're in a problem that requires up here grace, you'll be struggling down here at your own level, doing what you can do in your own strength. You'll be like those disciples struggling in a ship, in a storm, with, with that grace asleep on the ship. And you'll be struggling in your own strength, trying to make it when there's grace available to help get you out of your situation. 
gift, a godly inspired faithful teacher. Godly speaks of their, the character. Inspired speaks of the charisma power, the, the touch of God on them. Faithfulness speaks of their commitment, and teacher speaks of their calling. So honoring a ministry gift is a critical part of my spiritual investment portfolio. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you got stocks and bonds, and you got real estate, and you got precious metals over here, and you got all of these different things. So I have a spiritual investment portfolio, too. Yeah, I have tithes and offerings. Yep, I did that. Check. Okay. I have gifts to the poor. Yep. But there is a critical part of my spiritual investment portfolio that I do not get from those other classes of spiritual investments. I don't become a partaker of the grace by just giving to the poor. Because some people say, why y'all giving to him? I mean, you know, there's all these poor people around, and y'all could be doing something else with that money. Remember, they said that about Jesus. What is this waste? This money could be have given to the poor. And the savvy spiritual investor understands that each class has its own reward. Yeah, each class of investment has its own reward. But the reward that comes out of this class don't come in no other class. So I'm not going to let some knucklehead talk me out of doing something that has prospered me thus far. Because the woman with the alabaster box had some knuckleheads around her that was hating, and she just pushed past all of the haters, pushed past all of the haters, pushed past all of the haters, and presented her gift to the man of God. I'm not going to let somebody talk me out of something that's working for me. You need to look where I was when this grace found me. You, look, you need to look at where my marriage was, where my money was, where my mind was when this grace found me. What's wrong with you? You weren't there when I cried myself to sleep at night. You weren't there when I was trying to hustle and make it, didn't know what I was going to do, was trying to ask God to commit sanicide. You know, suicide is when you kill yourself. Sanicide is when you ask God to kill you. You weren't there when I was asking God to take me out of the world. You're not going to talk me out of doing what I know is working. Seven keys to honoring your grace gift. Number one, the Philippian church was partners in Paul's ministry. Therefore, they were partakers, joint inheritors of the grace on his life. Two, that grace is manifested in bonds, his overcoming testimony. That's why, that's why you need a bishop that has been through something. It's not a sign of weakness that he's held, had health challenges and other challenges. That overcoming testimony, when you sow into it, that grace becomes available in your life. In the defense, he is a bishop. He, he is a defender and confirmer of the faith. Standing for, for truth in a time of error and confirmation, God's miraculous approval of the word working in your life, that, that grace is manifested for your life of the gospel. Somebody say amen. amen. Number three, because of the test of the partnership connection, to the ministry gift and his prayer for them, Paul was convinced that the same grace he had to finish his course would come on them to finish their course. I've been with my bishop a long time. There's things that we talked about that we're walking about now. 
and that grace to finish when I sow my seed, it becomes available to me. This partnership with the, our bishop is in, with the apostle Paul was in intercession and prayer and with income. And it's, it's the same with us, right? Our prayer supplies, our finances supply, and this partnership is two-way. Number five, your financial partnership puts income into a heavenly account that is insured and is a sweet-smelling sacrifice to God. See, I'm working on a message I call pay dirt principles. You know, where I sow determines the rate of return that I reap. You know, all dirt is not created equal. I mean, you know, you, you, somebody has, has ground that has been fertilized and weeded and they've turned it over and cultivated it and stuff. And then, and then you go out to that hard, <laughs> that hard rock dirt and then you throw your seed on there thinking something going to come up. It's not the same. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. So when I have a, a bishop that has consecrated himself and has dedicated himself and has decades and years of ministry commitment and has an unbroken bloodline that goes back to Jesus Christ, my money goes further when I sow into him. Yep, 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 I grade ministers. Yep, yep, I grade them. <laughs> yep, I grade preachers. I grade them. No, nah, no, nah, you ain't ready for my money yet, bro. I love you. I mean, I ain't saying you ain't called, but you ain't consecrated. Yeah, yeah. My money goes further when I sow into my bishop because I have perceived him and known him to be a holy man of God. Number six, God then meets your needs, not according to the local economy, but heaven's supply. Finally, seven, a church that doesn't support the ministers financially is inferior to others in terms of supernatural supply. You leave grace on the table. You are inferior if somebody else is bankrolling your preacher. Come on, come on. Say that again. You inferior. I'm not going to have somebody else getting the benefit of my grace gift and stepping up in front of the line. I'm not going to have somebody line jumping me. No, 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 no. I, I am not an inferior church. I am not an inferior believer. I understand how the system works. And I'm going to do what it takes. I don't care what they say out there. I'm going to do what it takes in here. I was, I was about to say, I don't care whatever the hell they say, but I, I'm not a new generation, so I don't want to be too rough on y'all. I was going to say that because that was what came up in my spirit, but um, I'm, I'm, not in, I'm not in Flint. Okay, I'm on the east side. All right. I, I can give y'all. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. I just want to make sure because, you know, some people be all upset. Say, Did he cuss? You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't want to offend nobody. Bishop then brought somebody in here and he don't even know how to control his mouth. All right. Seven dimensions of partnership with the bishopry. Now this bishop's list is, is the top three. I just extended those. This is an extended list. 
but it's a really important list. It's, it's built on things that, you, that you've seen and heard that, that we partner with his bishopry with our seed, with our service, with our submission. We learned some things today about supplication, which is prayer. Our speech, how we talk about him matters. The Lord came to Moses, to, to, to Miriam and Aaron, and said, why weren't you afraid to talk about my man of God? He said, you should have been, you should have been scared to say words like that about my man. What's wrong with you? In the King, Dur in the King David verse, he said, boy, what's wrong with you? After speech is sonship, my relationship with my man of God. You got to decide if you want to plug in. But that makes things possible that aren't available to you just if you're just a good member. Okay? I, I get more out of Bishop than some of my brothers do. I just, I love them all. I ain't mad at nobody. I get more. And the last one is what I call systematic signification. You remember our bishop's definition of diligence, mm -hmm. making daily decisions in line with destiny, and paying systematic attention to define divine details. So I on purpose signal to God my honor for my grace gift by sowing to him systematic. Amen. I got it on automatic, I got it on lock. Right, right. I don't want a month to go by that I forget so I, I just come up with an automatic way to do it because that just is easier for me. Okay? Why is that important? Because when I need his grace, I want it on automatic. I don't want to have to think about, is this a month that I miss? Did I sow a seed of nothing? And, I'm, am, am, and am I experiencing a season of nothing because I sowed a seed of nothing? Yeah, yeah. A seed of nothing schedules a season of nothing. And so I do things systematically. Now, in Bishop's house, the elders were talking about it over at Redford, and they talked about a tenth of the tenth, finding a way to, on a regular basis, sow into our man of God. Now, me, the scripture says, whatever measure you meet out, It'll be measured back to you again. So I happen to like salary plus bonus. Bonus season is a beautiful time in the Johnson household. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, bonus season is a beautiful time in the Johnson household. So, yep, I saw regularly but then there's these special times where I want to honor my bishop with a bonus. Because at the measure that I meet out, that's the measure that it comes back to me. Does that make sense? So I'm systematic. I'm spontaneous and I'm sacrificial. There are times when I reach back into my resources, even to the point of going, mm, when I give. 
Because sometimes the Lord will prompt you at a level that your brain says, tilt, warning, Will Robinson. Danger. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Danger. Yeah, sometimes I feel lost in space. Danger, Will Robinson. But God knows what he's trying to get to me. And he knows the seed that he needs to schedule now so that he can schedule the harvest later. Don't leave grace on the table. I, I got where I am in time. Whew. One more time. Five minutes. You can give me five minutes. Okay. All right. All right. So seven power keys to gaining through your grace gift. Number one, my seed solves situations. My seed is today's answer for t tomorrow's problem. The woman who, who built a room in her budget for the man of God knew that when her son died, she already had grace in the account. So she said, all is well. My seed is today's provision for tomorrow's problems. Number two, I need less face time because I have grace time. There's all these people who want to get on the bishop's calendar. I want to get on the bishop's calendar. They want to, I need to sit down with you. I need to counsel. I need to counsel. I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. I need to look in your face. I need to get to feel good by knowing you, knowing you talking to me and you can feel me. I need less face time because I got grace time. Number three. I have come to understand that I need less counseling when I know how to tap the charisma power of his, on his life. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I don't need as much as they do. I don't need as much. I don't. I don't. Because I know how to tap the charisma power. Now, when I need it, he'll call me. and All I do is I send him a text. And once I say amen, it's on. That's all I really need is an amen. Bishop, this is what's going on. All right, I'm doing here, and I just want you to be in favor with me. Amen. Bam. That's it. That's all I need. See, when I know that that power is available, I need less time. I, see, you are his first priority. DWO, not DOMA. My brothers sometimes have problems with that. But that's the, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. I ain't mad at nobody. I understand. If he can't do this, then he doesn't, have, he doesn't qualify to do that. But, you, but, you're, but <laughs> you're less needy, you're less, you're less of an impediment to his mainstream assignment when you are efficient at accessing the grace. I told you this in number four in business. They say you, this is above your pay grade. Well, I've learned to live way above my grace grade because I'm not operating on my own grace. Five, my grace gift connection is a creator of creativity coupled with the charisma power to bring it to pass. So the Holy Spirit is called the paraclete, parakaleo. He comes alongside, to call alongside. Two lines that run next to each other are called parallel. 
Matthew 13 says that God teaches creativity by parables. He takes one thing and another thing that it looks dissimilar and puts them close together. The kingdom of heaven is like this. And so I get creative ideas when I'm around my bishop that tell me how to do things that I don't even know how to do in the natural. I remember when this location was just a gleam in my bishop's eye. I remember when we were in a PLDC, his pastors and leaders, and he said it. And when he was saying, and I said, Lord, if he can do that for this, then the thing that you called me to do at GM, I can have multiple locations too. See, one of the things that the Lord has told me prophetically is that there's some of you that you would take a bullet for your bishop. That's not the issue. But you're still leaving grace on the table because you believe that it's just him, not realizing that you can access that, access that grace for you at your own level. So if your bishop is called to produce 12 sanctified altars, maybe he's called you to produce 12 dynamic daycares. Or 12 blessed beauty shops. Or 12 unique used car lots across the city. And if you follow those same examples as he did, then those things will work for you because you've already sold into it. You'll have the same power. See, see, when I'm at work and I hit a situation, that same grace that's thick, you know, when Bishop's really in it, he's really in it. And he's like, I'm the real Bishop. And then he walks across with the swag. There are times when I'm being challenged at work and I feel that same grace drop on me. And then I walk with that same swag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just... It's not just a teaching. It's not just a testimony. It's the tangible power of God that's on his life that he makes available to you when you sow into it. So when you're in those situations, that grace will drop. <laughs> go, on, go on to my next one. I have an honorary MBA. Come on, say that with me. I have an honorary MBA. You know, they, there's earned degrees and then there's honorary degrees. I was at home studying and the Lord said to me, tell them that they have an honorary MBA because they honor the man of God. Now he had to go to Stanford to earn it, but his grace becomes available to you. And when you sow into it, you'll, you'll know how to do things that you don't even know why you know how to do it in the natural. Is that an earned Degree, no, baby, mine's honorary. <laughs> I honored him, and his grace became available to me. Finally, don't leave grace on the table. Don't leave grace on the table. You can struggle around at your own level of strength. I got here a, a seed for, for my bishop. Now, if I pass this around to five people in the room, you know, you, you brothers in the Lord, you sisters in the Lord, there would be some exchange of grace, but we talked about investment portfolio, didn't we? Amen. But something happens unique when I sow into him. When I, with honor, acknowledge the grace on his life and I present the gift to him. Yes. Something happens very unique. Ha <laughs> 
Here's my bishop's vest. It's a vest with a crest. A crest is a symbol used to represent a family, a group, or an organization. How much would you pay to have a crest like this? Certainly not as much as the bishop has had to pay to wear it. But when I sew into my bishop, it's a, it's a crest. It's not just for a person, it's for a people. So when I sew into him, now I got a vest with a crest. Now, now mine may not be as visible as this one when I'm walking at work. It is hidden underneath the veil of my flesh. But I can feel it when it's there. And the devil knows it too. And when people don't know it, the devil behind them knows that it's there and they have to back off because I'm wearing it. Right. And when I get into my hardest situation, I do what Elisha did when he took on the mantle of his father and said, where is the God of my father, Bishop Benjamin Alfred Jabert? And when I do that, the water's part of my situation. I'm not leaving grace on the table. Don't you leave it either. You have great grace that you're going to access in this moment. Believe it and receive it. God bless you.